This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And howdy, one and all. Glad you made it here to the program. Hi, Facebook Live. We'll get to you guys here in mere moments on the Chris Salcedo Show. Let me give you some of the contact information because we're going to do, I'm going to introduce you guys at Facebook Live to a new segment we've been doing here last couple of days and also need to get your opinions very, very fast here on the Chris Salcedo Show about what we should do about recent events in Syria. Here's the phone number, 888-900-3393, 888 Keeping in touch with the show, easy to do. All you got to do is, well, social media, let's start there. On Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show, you can find all the information getting in touch with the show there. There's an email link. Uh, type in The Chris Salcedo Show on the Facebook search bar, and you'll find us. Uh, Salcedo, S-A-L-C-E-D-O. That's also how you find us on Twitter. The Chris Salcedo Show is found at Chris Salcedo TX, at Chris Salcedo TX, as in Texas. Name of the state in which I'm broadcasting from, one of the freest states in the union. Uh, listening to Blaze Radio live is easy to do, theblaze.com slash radio. You can go to the Blaze Radio smartphone app, re- newly redesigned. If you haven't checked it out lately, look really closely. And if you haven't downloaded it lately, get it onto your phones, okay? And the iHeart Radio app is also available for you for listening live. Binge listening, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Head there. Uh, one final destination I want to bring to your attention. If you go to theblaze.com and you click on the channels section blaze.com channels you'll find the Chris Salcedo show there as well we put up a, a daily offering give you a little bit of a flavor as to what is going on on the show that particular day hopefully it inspires you to check out the entire show on SoundCloud iTunes or or Stitcher okay uh, the first off the brand new segment's called flip around and I'm going to get to that here in a minute we'll be talking about Syria And I want to know what you folks think about this. Now, we all know how we got here. And for those of you who have short-term memory, I will do a little bit of a a history lesson, if you will, for what happened with uh, President Obama and how we got here, where chemical weapons are being used all the time, it seems, by Bashar al-Assad. I think this is his third or fourth chemical attack. And the first three chemical attacks, or two, I... 
there was one I think that was kind of up in the air, but I know of at least two of it have been confirmed during the Obama era. Obama did nothing. Obama sat on his hands and did nothing. So what I want to know from all of you is now that we have a man in, inside of the Oval Office, not a feckless child like Barack Obama, what do we do? All of you have an opinion about what we should do. About, And many of you have seen the pictures of you know, children frothing at the mouth and convulsing and it, it rips you apart. And somebody thought this would be a real good idea. Now, I'm, I'm hearing from several folks who claim to be conservatives, oh, this is all, all fake. Well, what, what all, all the chemical attacks have been fake? And so I'm assuming those folks who are saying they're conservatives saying, well, it was all fake even, even back in the Obama era that you favored doing nothing. Well, how do you fake over half a... Half a billion folks killed, 500, over 500,000 folks slaughtered by Bashar al-Assad. Is that cool with you? So, and again, there is this, I don't know, this strain inside of, inside of the libertarian slash conservative wing of the, of the Republican Party and, and here in this country that says, well, we're not the world's policemen. But doesn't using chemical weapons against international law, isn't that a cut above? And doesn't that require a response? I'll, I will give you what I think we need to do, but I want to hear from you guys first. Again, 888 So now we'll do the flip around segment. Now you folks on Facebook Live, you won't be able to see the video. You'll be able to hear the audio. And basically it's as if I'm sitting here with my remote and I'm flipping around all the various channels on cable it's kind of how we've been starting the show. It allows us to see what uh, the various entities are covering today and also uh, test me. It's kind of like my own personal test to see how, how up to speed I am on the day's news. We'll start off at CNN. As well, uh, we, we need Chinese help in North Korea because uh, it's, it's a vested interest that the North Koreans have uh, or the Chinese have in keeping North Korea from launching more missiles, which, as Mark Hurtling said, they're going to certainly do. That's Brigadier General Anthony Tata talking with CNN right now. Of course, uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China, the communist leader there, he is visiting Trump. Uh, as a matter of fact, Air Force One, just before we came on the air, landed at uh, in Florida, going to meet at Miralago, uh, the Southern White House, as they call it, with Xi Jinping, the communist leader. And I... Yeah, it would be nice if they actually took responsibility in China, but the communists have been telling us they were going to do that for for years, saying, oh, don't worry, United States, don't come over here, don't come over here and, and do anything with your allies because we're going to take care of North Korea. Well, this guy continues to create missile technology. He's already got nukes, courtesy of the Clinton administration, and now he's th- these latest missile tests show that he's getting better and better and better at it, and it's already theorized he's gotten so good he can hit the West Coast of the United States. How you folks in San Francisco feel about that? Nuclear weapon being dropped on your doorstep by North Korea. Well, anyway, uh, I, I am not inclined to trust the Chinese that they uh, are going to do something about it. Uh, the Chinese would like nothing better than the United States to, or part of the United States, to go up in a hail of fiery atoms. I mean, they're communists. That's what, they, that's what they're about. 
Uh, let's go from there. I guess we'll go to Fox next. Shep Smith. Uh, the Senate, sort of the ones who step up and keep the country from going too far one way or too far the other. Is there reason for people who hope that the center holds in this nation? Is there real reason for them to be very concerned today? Or is this just another one of those moments that, that the system can overcome? He's talking about the Congress, or the Senate rather, going nuclear. And uh, I have a lot more to say about this tomorrow. Senator uh, uh, Cornyn from Texas will be on. He's a former judge, too. Uh, it is lamentable that we've gotten to this, to this point. It really is. But the reason, I want you all to remember the reason why we're here. Uh, I, what was it? Senator Blumenthal said yesterday, there will be fallout if the Republicans go nuclear. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait a minute. Let the record show that the Democrats went nuclear first. This is the fallout to Democrat obstruction. This is the fallout when the Democrats trounced on the rights of the minority when they were in the majority. This is the payback. This is the payback. And for all of you out there, oh, no, the Senate will never be the same. To, to which I say, blame the Democrats. They are the ones who kept on depositing bad will after bad will after bad will, saying, well, you know what? We get to have our way, but you Republicans never do. And we get to be reprobates about it, but you Republicans never do. Well, the Republicans said, finally, we're done. And uh, there was actually some great uh, sound that I'll probably pull up a little bit later today, if not tomorrow. I think it was, um, oh, what is her last name? Melissa. Oh, man, I, I'm looking right at her. She was on uh, that midday program on Fox News Channel uh, called Outnumbered. And she was talking with uh, Megan McCain. And Megan McCain was saying, oh, this is terrible. This is happening, yada, yada, yada. And she goes, yeah, but nobody's under any illusion that when the Democrats got back into power, they would have gone nuclear on their on their uh, judges if they really wanted their judges. They would have done it. They went nuclear the last time. Remember, remember, 2006, Republicans said, hey, should we go nuclear? And then here came John McCain, dun, 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 the gang of 14, and thwarted all of that. So the Republicans never went nuclear, okay? So then fast forward to 2013, first time the Democrats got back into power, what did Harry Reid do? Boom, he went nuclear. He, he would do it in a heartbeat. Democrats would do it in a heartbeat. Why? Because that's who Democrats are. Tradition out the window. Decorum out the window. All Democrats care about is getting their way. So just understand the history before you start hearing about all this, this caterwauling about, oh, the Senate's been destroyed. Thank Democrats for that. All right, MSNBS. I'm from a gunfight, and I think that what you have is two different camps circling the wagons and going going to war, right? You have a president, they both view him as somewhat of an empty vessel. You have the Bannon wing, oh. uh, very nationalist. They have, and they, and they think that the, um, that the folks that voted for Trump are not being well represented by the other wing in the White House, which is more of a centrist New York, D.C. wing. Right. Okay, that's um, MSNBS, folks, and that's a, a, one of the executives from Axios speaking right now. And of course, MSNBS is focused on this civil war in the White House. There's a war in the White House. Republicans are at each other's throats. And there's a war in the Congress between Republicans. And, 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 war. It's, it's insanity. Actually, you can make the case that CNN and Fox were talking about, you know, solid news. Here is a bunch of propagandists 
over at MSNBS, the Brian Williams Network, uh, talking about really irrelevant crap, <laughs> which is which is pretty much what they do all the time over there. You know what? While I'm thinking about MSNBS, was it Brian Williams was talking about this Syria attack yesterday? And it, I have a soundbite. It's on Real Clear Politics if you want to look it up. Anyway, Brian Williams saying this is the first time, the first time this president has had to uh, address uh, actually being president. First time he's been confronted with it. And I'm thinking to myself, first off, <laughs> this is Brian Williams' opinion. Second off, ah. It's just Brian Williams lying again. And this is what Brian Williams does, folks. You know, he's a liar and he's a he's been a proven liar. And that's precisely why he works over at MSNBS. Telephone number for the Salcedo show. Again, the question before us today to all you Facebook livers and all you folks listening on the Blaze Radio Network. What do we do in Syria? Uh, are you of this mindset? This is another fake <laughs> That that Bashar al-Assad has been faking chemical weapons, what, the third or the fourth time now? And it's all fake that there are 500,000 people slaughtered by this dictator and the war crimes? Do we do something about it? And then what does that look like? I want to hear from you. The Chris Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Stick with me. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. I don't normally do this, but I just happen to be looking at some of the comments after we got out of Facebook Live, and there's some guy named Dave shows up and says, uh, says Hey, uh, it's never proved that the previous chemical attacks were, weren't uh, rebels. Well, no, it was actually proven the previous chemical attacks were ordered by Bashar al-Assad. And it's like, you know, it's typical. And he goes, listen, listen, uh, it's Assad's country, this guy says, this guy named Dylan Massey. It's Assad's country. The man has a right to bring the rabble to heel. <laughs> Can you believe this? Uh, this guy uses, uh, Assad uses chemical weapons, gases children, and this guy named Dylan Massey on the Blaze page says that, that, that Assad has the right to bring the rabble to heel. And it wasn't confirmed the previous chemical attacks were launched by the rebels. Well, no, it wasn't the rebels. It was Assad, you know, the dictator. And he says, but keep up the propaganda, fool. <laughs> to which, to which I, I said, actually, the previous attacks were confirmed to have been ordered uh, by Assad. And I, 
I said, you support a murderous dictator and you call me a fool? Typical lib. They do love themselves some dictators, don't these libs? <laughs> I mean, really. This, that, 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 that to me, folks, is actually an insane person. That is an insane person. I, 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 don't, I, I don't fathom... I don't fathom how somebody could get to that place in their life where they go, oh yeah, a dictator has a right to do what he has to do in his country to, to, keep, to keep the rabble out. The rabble. That's, see, that's how liberals look at, you know, the people. We, the people. <laughs> the rabble. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. It, it's, it's a sods country. Oh, wait a minute. Doesn't that... Doesn't it belong to his people? Not according to the libs. They do love themselves. Dictators. Telephone number if you want to reach out and say hi, folks. I really want you to do so today. This is important stuff because the president, the president yesterday, we played some of these sound bites for you, but there's some new stuff. He was, he was pretty rattled by what he saw. First off, before we even get into that, I do want to play some sound from earlier this morning. This is how... President Trump started his day talking with Fox and friends. You seem to draw strength from vets and military and service members. What is it about when you are around vets that, that, that affects you? Well, I love them and we wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. And I said, we're going to take care of them. You know, they have not been taken care of properly. And it was a big, a big thing. And David, who, as you know, is the new secretary, is going to do a fantastic job. And he has a group of people with him. The enthusiasm is incredible, and you see it already. I mean, the the results already have been incredible. And he wants to fire a few more people at the VA if they're not conducting themselves well. He wants to get good people, that I can tell you. He wants to get good people, more so than firing. He wants to bring in great people. And it's time. It's time, because the VA has not done so well. But we have the best people in the world. We're going to take care of them. Uh, the David the president was referring to was David Shulkin who is the new VA secretary, and there are some changes that are being made, and they're, they're desperately needed. So, so President Trump spent his morning with veterans ahead of his meeting that's uh, undergone, uh, uh, already underway now, or just getting underway in, at Miralago with the Chinese president, the communist from China, Xi Jinping. So uh, our focus has to be on this attack. And uh, I didn't get a chance to to clip any of these sound bites. You're just going to take my word for it. That uh, Rex Tillerson, not only did he confirm that all of the United States information says that this was an attack ordered by Bashar al-Assad, but he also said that uh, Russia really should reevaluate its support for a guy who would gas children. Some are saying it's a sarin gas. Uh, I, I'm not sure the type of gas has been confirmed, but that it was a chemical attack. Folks are um, folks are uh, pretty much convinced that's the case. I've heard reporting several outlets, not just Fox, on that today. So the president yesterday, as he was speaking with uh, King Abdullah of Jordan by his side, Trump said this about the images we all saw splashed across our TV screens. That attack on children yesterday had a big impact on me. Big impact. And I will tell you, it's already happened, that my attitude toward Syria and Assad has changed very much. When you kill innocent children, 
innocent babies. That crosses many, many lines beyond the red line. Many, many lines. Of course, we we detailed yesterday and chronicled Mr. Obama's red line not really there and, and saying that there was a red line, but when Assad crossed it, no consequences. And now we're living with it. And actually, the United States, we citizens are living with it. The Syrians are dying with it. And they continue to die because of Mr. Obama's inaction. So uh, Rex Tillerson was also speaking today. He was asked, well, just last week, Mr. Tillerson, you said that you weren't going to do anything. You know, what, what, has it changed? He says, well, yeah, you can't see what you saw and not have it changed. Uh, what, are you going to remove? Are you going to remove him from power? He says, well, that's got to be an international thing. That's going to be that's going to have to be a collaboration between several countries. Well, do you support that? One reporter shouted. And Rex Tillerson said that effort is already underway. (laughs) And then military response, military response. The president will have options. Mr. Tillerson indicated on a military response. And that's what we'll get into next. What do you think should happen? What should we do? about Syria. Coming up on The Salcedo Show. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, you know uh, the breaking news I didn't get a chance to get into right. Off, I mean, there's so much of it these days with what Trump has been up to. Don Rickles has passed away, age 90. Uh, legendary comedian. He was the king of the insult, and um, <laughs> it's it's a rare gift. The guy that can insult you to your face. And make you laugh at it. And he had that gift. And uh, he has passed away at the age of 90. And he will be missed. A lot of you folks weighing in on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page on that. Question before us today is, what do we do as Americans in Syria? Some of you folks weighing in on Twitter. um, Make a sand pit out of Syria. And there is a... A strain of that too. Inside of the inside of the conservative wing. Isn't it funny though, how the same people who sat on their hands and watched as Obama did nothing in the face of war crimes and atrocities, how um how these individuals are now caterwauling for Trump to do something. It's been what, 48 hours since confirmation came through that Bashar al-Assad gassed his own people. These people who sat by for eight years, well, let's give Obama the benefit of the doubt, six and a half, seven years since, you know, when Bashar al-Assad really started acting up. They all sat silent when all manner of of atrocities were going on. He did nothing. 48 hours after an attack during Trump's administration, these Democrats are demanding you do something. 
Where were those demands when Obama was in office? Why wouldn't they do that? Hypocritical much? Yeah. But back to this whole idea of leaving a crater. The crater uh, still would leave a, a, a vacuum. There would still be a power vacuum that would be left there. I want to take it, since you guys are, are weighing in on Twitter mostly and not calling, by the way, if you do want to call up and give me your rationale in words, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. You guys remember Muammar Gaddafi, right? Uh, not the Muammar Gaddafi that was cooperating with the U.S. after George W. Bush. The Muammar Gaddafi back in the 80s, who was sponsoring terrorism and is a pain in the rear end of, of Ronald Reagan. When Muammar Gaddafi sponsored terrorism and took American lives, what did Reagan do? He bombed him. Uh, had our intelligence agencies give him uh, what, what they would call back in the day a proportionate response. And he did. As a matter of fact, the proportionate response took out a lot of Gaddafi's infra- infrastructure and killed members of his family. I think it was his daughter paid the price because one of his compounds was hit when Muammar Gaddafi was supposed to have been in it, but of course he wasn't. So, that's kind of where I'm leaning. What one would call a proportioned response. And I don't think just for this chemical attack, I think since Obama did nothing to respond, that we have to make Bashar al-Assad feel their reprisal for the other chemical attacks that he had perpetrated. And then also this chemical attack and also the hundreds of thousands of people that he has slaughtered. Barrel bombed. In this Syrian alleged civil war. Now, what does that look like? Well, I, I am fairly confident we know where his weapons stockpiles are. And that if we hit them with enough, well, and again, it all depends on what kind of stockpile he has. Uh, hit him with a hot enough bomb that would burn it away and make and and render it and and, and render it uh, idle, inert. Then uh, that would be one possibility. Uh, his military installations, his various military installations across the country, they are also open. To hit his air force. By the way, this latest chemical attack was launched by Syrian warplanes. The intelligence came in just earlier today. Uh, Syrian warplanes launched the latest chemical attack. So you take out his air force, destroy them, and that way he won't be able to launch chemical attacks again from the air. That would solve that problem right then and there. Now, will this leave Assad vulnerable to ISIS? Yes. And do we want ISIS to run Syria? No. But, but ISIS has other, other issues right now. And one gets the sense the main front is being, the main push is coming in from the Iraq side. Uh, the 
coalition forces there helping Iraq make this push. And now that America has stepped up its campaign, now that we have a grown-up in office, that Syria is otherwise occupied. And that Bashar al-Assad's regular troops and his armored divisions and his friend, the Russians, Vladimir Putin's going to make sure that Bashar al-Assad uh, isn't get, doesn't get toppled by ISIS. So you, um, you, you've got to give the Russians fair warning to remove their aircraft and to remove their, their assets because the bombs will be falling whether they're there or not. And there is some concern about Syrian anti-aircraft technology because it's been provided by the Russians. And I would like nothing better than to see that equipment in a smoldering pile of metal scattered all around Syria. So that's, that's my idea of a proportioned response. Now, yesterday we heard uh, Donald Trump do something that we have not seen from our president in an awful long time. He behaved like a man rather than what we've been treated to when resident Obama was in office. I now have responsibility and I will have that responsibility and carry it very proudly. I will tell you that it is now my responsibility. It was a great opportunity missed. As you know, I'll be meeting with the president of China very soon in Florida. And that's another responsibility we have. And that's called the country of North Korea. We have a big problem. We have somebody that is not doing the right thing, and that's going to be my responsibility. But I'll tell you, that responsibility could have made, been made a lot easier if it was handled years ago. Yeah, so basically, Obama was a, you know, a child, and I'm coming in here, and I'm going to fix his mess. How long did Obama take to accept responsibility for his own? I actually never really did. He just... Uh, I think it was Debbie Wasserman Schultz that had to admit that it was Obama's economy three or four years in. <laughs> but for the entire time, uh, Obama was blaming Bush. Yeah, well, it's, that's who liberals are. They're never responsible for their own actions. Now, look, I mentioned today that Tillerson has changed his mind about what was going on in Syria. And you guys know that Tillerson was not my favorite guy. Uh, I wanted... John Bolton in that position. I thought he had been much better suited. But Mr. Tillerson is paying a price for saying these words about about Syria. I think the the status and the longer term longer term status of, Pre of President Assad will be decided by the Syrian people. You know, first off, don't give a dictator the honorific of president. Just don't. The dictator Bashar al-Assad would have been appropriate. And also this idea that the dictator Bashar al-Assad's fate was going to be determined by his people. You mean the ones who are laying dead in the street right now, Mr. Tillerson? You mean the ones who were gassed? You mean the ones who were barrel bombed? You know, I, I don't agree with John McCain very often. As a matter of fact, I rarely, dis, uh, I rarely agree with him. But McCain 
blasted this sentiment from Rex Tillerson. Uh, Mr. Tillerson's statement that the Syrian people will determine their own future, that is one of the more unusual statements I've ever heard. I, I know that Mr. Tillerson was busy, but did he miss the barrel bombing? Did he miss the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard? Did he, did he miss the Russians striking with precision weapons, hospitals in Aleppo, deliberately killing people in and hospitals? And you heard what Ambassador Haley said about Syria. To say now we're going to turn our backs on these people? What about the thousands we have trained and equipped? What about those people? What signal do we send people who struggle for freedom around the world? Well, that's all, well, that's, that's all true. And I was asked earlier today on an earlier version of the South Sailor Show, as Ellie told you all, on WBAP, uh, you know, we're not the world's policemen. So I understand that. But we're also the world's lone superpower. And with that comes responsibility. There is a responsibility the United States has. And it's one we've never shied away from. And I also want to dissuade all of you because I, I can I hear some of you going, we're going to go to war. We're going to go. Did we go to war with Gaddafi? When, when Ronald Reagan killed members of his family, wiped out some of his infrastructure with uh, what many regard as a surgical strike or a pinprick pin strike? No, we didn't go to war. There was a day and an age when America's word meant something. And when you are a two-bit thug like Bashar al-Assad or like Vladimir Putin, when you stepped out of line, you were slapped back into line by saying, okay, you can step out of line, but there are consequences for this. In the era of Obama, there were no consequences because Obama didn't stand up for those kinds of things. If it was a, a horrible war crime against humanity, Barack Obama sat on his rear end and did nothing. So did the Democrats. If it was a mass slaughter of women and children with a chemical weapons attack in Syria, the Democrats and Barack Obama did nothing didn't, and didn't even have any words of condemnation that amounted to a hill of beans. And then if it was um, a failing communist regime that was about ready to go the way of the dinosaur and collapse, what did Barack Obama do? He bailed it out in Cuba, opening, opening the door for American money to rescue a communist thug in the Castros, or thugs in the Castros. So the, the history is very plain and very clear of where Democrats stand. And I actually, I'll end this conversation like we started it, with uh, o going over our video on The Blaze with that left-winger who weighed in. These libs do love themselves dictators, don't they? Back in a minute, we'll talk more about this. Vice President Pence reacting as well on the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Telling the truth. It's one of those jobs American liberals won't do. That's why we need the liberty-loving Latino Chris Salcedo. The Blaze Radio Network.
Chris Salcedo Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. One of the more incredible statements I've ever heard, given the involvement of Hezbollah, of the Iranians, of the Russians. I'm sure they're encouraged to know that the United States is withdrawing and seeking some kind of new arrangement with the Russians. And it is another disgraceful chapter in American history. That was before the chemical attack. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the United States of America. Uh, here's, here's the thing. The United States is uniquely poised and uniquely positioned to do something about these types of atrocities. And, and should. It is, it is our responsibility. So I would, I would just encourage those who are worried about about uh, you know being the world's policeman and all that kind of stuff to recognize that just because you take military action against a thug, against a bully like Bashar al-Assad, doesn't mean you're going to war. Remember, these, these same liberals are out there saying, why doesn't Donald Trump do something? They'll be the first ones to say, oh my gosh, you're going to take us into war. Ambassador Nikki Haley, who's doing a pretty dang good job, I must say, at her job, had this to say in the wake of this attack. If Russia has the influence in Syria that it claims to have, we need to see them use it. How many more children have to die before Russia cares when the United Nations consistently fails in its duty to act collectively? There are times in the life of states that we are compelled to take our own action. This seems to be where the administration is going. I want you guys to be ready for it. I've got uh, Vice President Pence talking with Fox last night, Martha McCallum. He seems to be heading down this road, too, in a, in a rather lengthy discussion. The president's words, Nikki Haley, and what Rex Tillerson said today, before, just before I got on the air, I think that, that Bashar al-Assad should be bracing for some sort of action from the United States. You know what? That guy's earned it. Back in a minute. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. 